Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I'm very excited to share the story of one of my clients who is in my coaching group from dating to exclusive. This client in particular was single for eight years. She had her last official relationship eight years ago and then since then was kind of stuck in a cycle of being in situationships and never getting the real healthy committed relationship that she wanted. So in this episode, she shares how she went from dating to exclusive and how she's now in a relationship with somebody that she's planning her future with. If you would like to work together to create your own transformation in dating and to ultimately create an exclusive relationship with somebody that you adore, then I highly encourage you to enroll in the next group, which is starting in just two weeks. One thing that comes up for a lot of women as they are considering working together and joining the group is wondering if it's really possible for them to improve this area. And sometimes we don't think it's possible because we think that our situation is too unique. Like we think, for example, I've been single for eight years or five years or all of the people I've been with have broken up with me or I'm just so extremely anxious or whatever other reason that you feel is unique about you and why dating hasn't worked out for you. And I really want to assure you that the process works and that no matter what you're coming to this group with, it's probably not the first time that I've ever heard about it. I have spoken with so many of you over years of running these programs, working with people one-on-one, doing mini sessions with people, consults with people, uh, working in other companies with people all around the world, whatever it is that you're struggling with in dating, you're not alone, it's not impossible, you can do it, and you just have to learn a few skills. So if you want to learn those things together, apply for the next group, and I hope to see you soon. And lastly, if you're just here for the free stuff, that's great too. (laughs) There's a bunch of free stuff for you. First of all, the podcast, so many episodes. You can also get my free guide copy and paste texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link for that is in the bio of my Instagram. And you can also schedule a free 15 minute laser coaching session with me. And the link for that is also going to be in the bio of my Instagram. All right, let's get into today's episode. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here and excited to share your transformation because I think that your transformation contains some really good lessons for everybody in it. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start by talking a little bit about the notes from our first call, um, but also a little bit of your dating history before we had our first call. So before we started talking, what was dating like for you? So my last like actual boyfriend, like exclusive relationship would have been around 2013. So I've been in a lot of casual dating situations for quite a while now and it was honestly getting exhausting I didn't realize like what role I was playing in dating that was like contributing to the results 
or lack thereof that I was seeing. So I would be going on dates, I would be on the apps and I would just feel drained. And I'm just like, this is not fun. So before I started working with you, dating was more of a chore than, you know, an exciting, fun thing. Mm. Yeah. And 2013, that's a while ago. So you have all of these accumulated dating experiences. What did Mm -hmm. you think the issue was? Like, why did you think it wasn't happening for you to go from dating to exclusive? So honestly, initially, I thought everybody else was the issue. I was just like, man, I just keep getting the short end of the stick. Like, I just don't understand why I keep getting guys that don't want to be serious, don't want to put a title on things, want to be exclusive, but like not formally say we're exclusive. Like, I just didn't understand. So I'm like, maybe I need to go to new places, meet different guys. And I was just still getting the same results. So after a lot of trial and error, I was like, you know, maybe some self-reflection would be great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then that's when I came across your stuff and started to realize like, okay, I'm playing a very passive role in this and I need to be more active and intentional and thoughtful about how I go about dating. Yeah. Great. So let's talk a little bit about some of those notes um, that I have for my first session here. So Mm -hmm. you shared with me at the time that you felt like you're a second date type of person, like it wasn't going Mm -hmm. beyond that. And even if it did go beyond that, it would always end up in a situationship and not something Mm -hmm. official, no title, Mm -hmm. no exclusivity. And you weren't quite Mm -hmm. sure how to make that transition to make it a more serious relationship. Um, You also shared that it doesn't work to show up as myself which is something we're going to dive into in a little bit as well. So you also mentioned that you often felt like you were in standby mode and just kind of letting people take the lead on things and everything was fully in the other person's court and you were just kind of waiting for somebody to choose you. And you didn't want to bring up where it was going or your intentions because you were worried about the consequences of that. And Mm -hmm that you also shared that everything in life thus far had felt like it had a clear path, like career, friendships, other areas in life you feel successful in and you feel happy in everything else. But dating felt really confusing. Like it was the only thing that you couldn't figure out. Um, Mm -hmm. And lastly, you shared that you never wanted to rock the boat in your connections And especially when it came to physical boundaries, you said you were just hoping that they wouldn't try anything because you didn't feel (laughs) confident in yourself to be able to set those boundaries. So there's a lot more here. Um, And you were also well-versed in the podcast. I can see that from (laughs) our notes because you talked about the blue marble and overwatering. So how does it feel just to kind of reflect on all of those things now from where you are? Well, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But like when you mentioned that I felt like work life was pretty successful and like friendships and family relationships were successful. As I think about it now, like the reason that they are is because I was very intentional about those things. And so mm-hmm. as I look back on my dating and just kind of, you know, taking a passenger seat and like a passive approach, I'm like, well, 
I wasn't very intentional about like what I wanted, what I expected from a person, what I would accept or any of those things. And so looking back on it, I'm like, okay, well, you know, that history that I had makes sense because, you know, I wasn't intentional about it like I was in other aspects of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important to be intentional. And I also think with other areas of life, it's normal to be intentional. Like everybody asks you, what are you going to do with your career? And like, what is your plan? And we expect people to Mm -hmm. be intentional there. But when it comes to dating, it's like, you should just be with somebody. Like it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yeah. Just like figure it out. Like just get that done. Not telling you how, not asking any other questions, not asking what you're looking (laughs) for. It's just something that should happen on its own without intention. Um, And I don't agree with that. I think we need to be intentional with it too. So let's dive into some of these topics here. Um, Let's start with you being yourself on dates. So one of the things you had mentioned again in that first call was it doesn't work to show up as myself. So how were you showing up to dates when you weren't being yourself? So in the beginning, like shortly after that relationship ended, the 2013 one ended, I felt like I was, you know, showing up as myself somewhat. But then as time went on and it's like, dang, like I still don't have a boyfriend. I still don't have the relationship I want. I started getting more self-conscious about showing up as myself. Mm. So I would show up, I would, you know, try to ask questions, get to know more about them. And then like, okay, so I need to kind of be this person because they like this, or I need to, you know, find interest in this because that's what they're interested in. And so I would ask a bunch of questions, not really open up that much about me. And then, you know, come to the second date as like morphed into like what I thought they wanted to be or what I thought they wanted me to be um, based off what I had learned on the first date or like conversations before then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you mentioned a really important thing where if you were using the circumstance of something not working out or several connections not working out as evidence that something's wrong with you, like you need to be a different person and change. And that's a slippery slope because then what it leads to is you not being yourself and therefore you're not actually able to attract the person who naturally gets you and likes you. And so Mm -hmm. what started to shift, like how did you shift that behavior going forward? Um, I think it may have been one of your podcast episodes or something you mentioned on the group coaching cause. I can't remember exactly, but it was basically along the lines of like, if you're just morphing into who you think they want you to be, like that's that's boring, basically. Like, <laughs> like you should, this is boring. Like you should be yourself. You know, it's okay to have differences in opinion. It's it's okay to have your own preferences. Like you don't have to be exactly who they are. Like you know, being a yes man is boring. And yeah. so after that, I was like, you know, that is a good point. Like whether it was something little or something big, I would just always be like, well, you know, whatever they want is how it would be like, cause I didn't want to quote unquote rock the boat. Mm. So I think after like learning that, like, Hey, that's just boring could be whoever somebody wants you to be. And then also 
being in situations where I've had a person try to do that for me or two people actually, I'm like, oh my goodness, like this makes so much sense. So much sense. Mm-hmm. Like this is boring. <laughs> this is boring. Like I didn't like it when two guys acted like that with me. So like, you know, I kind of understood it, understood yeah. it better after that. Yeah. And we also kind of lose respect when we can tell that somebody's doing that. Like it's mm-hmm. not like we morph into that person and then um, somehow trick them. Like people can always see right <laughs> through that. So Mm-hmm. We lose a little bit of respect when we can see, oh, you're sacrificing things about who you are fundamentally to impress me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it also kind of like, so not only is it boring in that you don't have a lot to connect on because you're um, just trying to be the same as that person, but you're also losing that respect between the two of you, which then makes it more difficult to move forward into something more serious because people typically will not get into a serious, awesome, healthy relationship with somebody that they don't respect and see as their equal. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. So that was an eye opener for me. And I was like, okay, I need to be myself because I want to attract somebody that likes me for who I actually am and not like who I'm pretending to be. Yeah. And then what other habits or actions do you feel like we're keeping you stuck in the cycle of having situationships um, and not going towards a serious relationship? I would say one of them is I wasn't communicating boundaries. And so you mentioned this earlier, like I was just, you know, hoping, (laughs) hoping that they didn't try anything or, you know, cross the line, but I wasn't actually communicating boundaries or expectations. So boundaries more so from the physical lens and then expectations in general, as far as like what I expect, you know, from communication and reliability. Like if you're saying we're going to hang out, like I expect you to follow through. So I just wasn't communicating those things and just kind of let them do whatever they wanted. And I think, that kind of added to the respect piece of like, okay, you're compromising who you are to be who you think I want you to be. And like, you don't have any, it appears that you don't have any boundaries or expectations because you don't communicate them. Like I can kind of get away with anything. I think those two things kind of limited it, you know, getting into something exclusive and serious. Mm, Yeah. And how did you, communicate that to your partner now like so let's start with the physical boundaries um Mm -hmm. how did that come up how did you communicate that confidently I don't remember the exact conversation but I knew like after I would say two dates or so I was like okay like I kind of want to bring this out sooner than later like I don't want it to just you know, be the surprise <laughs> months down the line, or he's just like wondering, like, what's going on? Is she not attracted to me or whatever? And so I just casually told him, like, hey, you know, I would prefer that sex is after we're exclusive and after we've both gotten tested. And he received it very well. He was like, oh, okay, like, you know, that's fine. That's fine with me. No big deal. Like, I'm cool with that or whatever. And since that conversation, I was nervous right after, like, am I never about to hear from him again? Is he saying it's fine? But like, <laughs> he secretly is like, WTF. 
<laughs> and after that, he was still acting completely normal, still initiating dates and conversation and all of that, and didn't try to cross boundaries at all. I remember the first time that he was coming over to my place before he came over, he was like, hey, I just want to know, like, what you're comfortable with. Like, I know you say you want sex to be after exclusivity and getting tested, but as far as touching and cuddling and like all that type of stuff, like, I just want to know what you're okay with because I don't want to make you uncomfortable or like, you know, cross any boundaries. And so he definitely got a lot of points in my book for for that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so from my perspective, I usually um, don't say that you have to say, we're going to wait till we're exclusive. I think you don't have to give the person any expectation, but I think that was your personal boundary. And also with the testing, Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. A lot of people won't bring that up, not because they don't want to, but just because they're worried the other person won't think it's cool or will be offended (laughs) if you're asking them to get tested. Um, Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that's important. And the most important thing of, that story the most important piece of that story is how he reacted and how he was respectful and how he asked more questions and uh, that really clearly also showed his intentions there too and it also just showed his character with respecting you and respecting those boundaries and being able to communicate about those things so also points in my book Yeah, I totally agree. It was probably a couple weeks after that conversation because it was once we became exclusive, we talked about that conversation again. And he was just like, no, like, you know, I appreciated the clarity because like I was clear on where where you stood and like, you know, what you did and didn't want. And so he was like, he appreciated that. And then he also said that, you know, he was really liking me and he didn't want to mess things up by like <laughs> overstepping boundaries. He was like, I don't want to lose this. So like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, comply, quote unquote. And so I was like, oh Yeah. So good. Sweet. <laughs> and then the other thing around speaking up and boundaries was asking for exclusivity. Um, having things not turn into just a relationship without labels, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So how did you navigate that transition? So it was after our third date. So our third date, we went up to the lake and we just sat up there and talked for hours, played games. And it was our most kind of chill, calm date to date. And so I really got to see a lot more of his personality. We had more in-depth conversation because it wasn't, you know, a lot of distractions. And so from that point, I was just like, man. And at the time, I was also going out on dates with two other people. So I had three in rotation. It was like a part-time job, honestly. (laughs) But after that lakefront date, I was like, okay, like I'm really feeling him. Like I don't even have the desire to go out with the other two guys anymore. I just want to focus on him and this relationship and so from that I waited until our day after that to bring it up Uh, and I was super nervous I was so nervous but we were talking before he left and he just looked at me and he was like so like 
what's on your mind? Like, it looks like you have something on your mind, like you're thinking about something. And I was like, oh, like, no, nothing's on my mind. Because at that point, we were still just, like, hanging out in the living room. And so I'm like, I don't want to ask now because then if he's like, no, it's like, does he awkwardly just leave at this point? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, no, nothing's on my mind, whatever. So I walk into the car. And then when we was at his car, that's when, you know, I brought it up. I was just like, hey, like, I'm enjoying, you know, our time together so far and you know would love to kind of nurture it and see it go further and I'm only interested in dating you and that was the general gist of it and then he was in agreement like yeah I only want to date you too I really like you and I've been having a lot of fun and then the rest was kind of history from there yay that's so exciting (laughs) and that was um like two months ago Mm-hmm. Yep, we just celebrated two months this week. So yeah, that was two months nice. ago. And what has it been like since then? Like, what is it like to be in the relationship that you are intentional about and really want with mm-hmm. all of the boundaries and containers in place that you feel comfortable with and being yourself? What What is that like? So first, I feel like the relationship overall has just been very easy. I feel like we're super compatible with each other. So that definitely helps. Like it just makes it feel more seamless and not like work. Um, But as far as being intentional, even now that, you know, we are officially together, I just communicate a lot, a lot more. So like, if I have like desires or aspirations or expectations of him even if it's little I just communicate that and then I also try to be very intentional about like asking what he's thinking and what he wants because I don't want to go from one end of the extreme of being like very passive to like the other end (laughs) being like super controlling um so I'm trying to find that happy medium and just keeping the communication going and he definitely helps with that too. Like he is fully committed and fully present in a relationship. So that also helps tremendously. That's so great. And I know that even once you got to exclusivity with this person, part of what comes up for everybody is dating turbulence. We have those little moments of fear or anxiety or worry, especially if you've been single for a long time before this relationship so um how are you handling those little anxious moments in your relationship or moments of uncertainty in the relationship that part is definitely tough because it's it's just hard because like I'm enjoying it so much and it's like I don't want it to end I don't want to lose him but I'm trying not to be like fixated on like don't mess this up because that's just like not good energy to be around either and so because our relationship is still very new and it's not like we have like mutual friends or anything like that that kind of brought us together there are still a lot of new experiences for us as a couple and so we've had you know a few kind of turbulent moments or like tests but um in those situations i try to come to them as more of like 
hey, this is how I feel, you know, this is what I prefer going forward, you know, and approach it in a sense of, like, he's not getting in trouble, but, like, I do want him to know that I'm upset. Mm -hmm. And and our two kind of tests so far, he's been very apologetic and, you know, explaining kind of his point of view, but not in, like, a defensive way Mm -hmm. and has committed to, like, doing better or doing differently rather so that has definitely put me at ease like because before our two little tests I'm just like uh, I don't want to ever come across any issues like I don't have any disagreements or anything and like that's honestly not re- realistic but mm-hmm. since our two little tests um it's actually built confidence because it's made me less scared and nervous and anxious for those moments just because of how he's showed up, you know, once I've brought something like that up. So it's made me more confident, like, oh, okay, like, I don't need to be so on edge or so scared because when I do bring things up, he's, you know, super understanding and patient and compassionate. And so it works. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a really important point too. Of course, in a new relationship, we may always be nervous bringing something up the first or second time that something pops up. Mm -hmm. However, if after that you notice that you feel increasingly nervous because the other person is not having a positive reaction, they're getting defensive or criticizing or not able to have a calm conversation, then that's usually not a great sign about that connection and the communication. But what you've noticed Mm -hmm. with your partner is that both of you I mean, I shared this with you on a call, but both of you are really good communicators. Like you (laughs) just share, hey, this thing came up, you're observing it, here's how I felt, wanted to share that with you. And he takes, like, he just fully considers it, he doesn't get defensive, and you guys work things out in a really calm way. So I think that you're really set there. And then, of course, you see the relationship as more, Um, robust and resilient and less fragile because I know that was one thing that was coming up for you is like relaxing into the relationship and not seeing it as something that can like easily be messed up at any point exactly no I totally agree and we've talked about you know a future together in long term and I think the way he's showing up is very intentional because of that reason and so if I just you know had to like be in his head for a second I feel like he's like well if I want to be with her for a long time like you know I want to be able to like have you know good conflict resolution skills and you know not let it be like this big blow up or whatever and so I do appreciate that yeah. And what is your future together? <laughs> so we've already talked about marriage. He told me to send him like pictures of rings that I like. We've already talked about like, kids and timing. And um, he's asked like where I want to put roots as far as like living, you know, more long, long term. Like we do have a family. Um, so we've talked about all of that. I feel like all of the kind of awkward conversations that a lot of couples try to avoid around like finances and prenups and 
how are you going to discipline kids and run the household and all of those things? Like we've talked about it all. And so I don't know, it's just super comforting to have already had those conversations, a lot of which he's initiated. And then I would say nine times out of 10, we have the same viewpoint on anyway. So it's just like, oh, okay. Okay. Like that's how you feel too. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing that you're able to have all of those conversations and it sounds like he's also initiating some of them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's so great. So is there anything else that you want to share with listeners of the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast? Or is there any advice that you would have given yourself at the start of this journey? I would just say be intentional, but then also know when to walk away. I think for the longest, I ended up in situationships for weeks and months just because I was like, well, you know, this may be my last option. I had like a scarcity mindset. And so I would just say two things, be intentional and have an abundance mindset. Like Mm -hmm. don't make decisions with a scarcity mindset because they'll all be the wrong decisions. (laughs) You may have somebody in your life, but it just may not be the right person for you. Yeah. Um, I actually did also have a note from our first call that you said, um, I don't remember which call it was, but you kind of had that mindset that something is better than nothing too which Mm -hmm. kept you in those situations for much longer than you should have been. So yes, coming from the place of abundance and knowing that what you want is possible will always lead to the right decisions in dating. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey for sure, but you have definitely been super helpful. Like when I first, when my therapist first told me about you and I was like binging your podcast, like every time I walked my dog, I was like listening to episodes. It was like, binging, 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 taking notes, like, oh, okay, like, I have a lot of light bulb moments of, like, all right, now this all makes sense, like, you were helping me connect the pieces, so I was like, okay, now I just need to be on it, I need to be focused, and I would just take one thing at a time, like, okay, I'm on the apps right now, so, like, let me apply the tips, you know, for dating online, or, like, oh, okay, I'm going on a first date, let me apply those tips and you know here I am Mm. in a committed happy healthy relationship and I'm just like this is crazy but I love it (laughs) thank you so much for coming on today I'm so glad that we're able to share this with everybody and I can't wait to hear what happens with you and your boyfriend (laughs) thank you so much Amber